Eugene, The Life of a Fighter Pilot in World War II, Part Two. The meeting. The pilot stood up, and without saying a word, he approached Eugene, looking inside his basket for the bread and pasta promised. He seemed more welcoming, and he was happy with the selection of pasta he got for just a few cents. Unlike last time, once the transaction was finished, he actually asked Eugene for his name and a few more questions about his pasta selection. Soon enough, Eugene was sitting next to the pilot. Eugene, always curious, dared to ask for his name, to which he replied, Hans. He was a German pilot who had moved to Italy and had worked in the north for almost 24 years. He had served in World War One and later moved to his own place and started a small delivery company with the same plane he was flying to these days. His fellow associates have left him right after Hitler came to power. He was the only pilot flying a small plane between Germany and the north of Italy. Without a proper house, he would live wherever he landed. Eugene could see a small hammock underneath the plane. Despite his clothes being covered in oil and dust, Hans still looked elegant and short. Perhaps the stories of the war that he told Eugene during his three-hour lunch helped with the way Eugene perceived him. After three hours, Eugene felt confident enough to tell him about his dreams of becoming a pilot. Hans looked surprised, but at the same time exhausted. Soon enough, his behavior changed and his friendly manners were replaced by a quick acknowledgement of Eugene's presence. Eugene, on the other hand, was hopeful he had managed to tell him everything he loved about planes and how much he would like to fly once. He only needed to ask, but before he had time to do so, Hans stood up and signaled him to go. Before that happened, he asked Eugene to come back again tomorrow with more pasta and more bread. Hans promised him more stories and perhaps a tour around the little airplane. Full of excitement, Eugene headed back to his bike. He had just realized he missed the whole afternoon of work in that glorious hangar. He had no regrets, and instead could not wait until tomorrow for the promised tour. The day after, the routine was the same. Wake up, get his bike, and go to the kitchen. Pick up the passing bread which in this occasion was packed extremely carefully. Eugene did not want an accident to ruin the opportunity to get into the hangar again. Despite his promise, he knew that food was a sure strategy to get him to the hangar no matter what. After kissing his girlfriend once more, he took the fastest route to the airfield and waited. It was earlier than usual and the airfield looked deserted. After five minutes, Eugene heard the first sound of a single prop airplane approaching to land. Surprisingly, the airplane was the Piaget II used by Hans. He woke up early to run a quick test to the engine. The landing was smooth, and as Eugene saw it, or at least described it, it was the most beautiful landing ever. The surprises didn't end up there, as Hans was taxiing the couple of meters to the small wooden hangar. He passed by Eugene and waved his hand, signaling him to join him. Eugene followed immediately. At the slow taxi made it possible for Eugene to see the details of the tail of the plane and the work of the tailwheel. By the time they both arrived at the hangar, 
if Jane was almost deaf. The sound of the engine a couple of feet away was too much for his ears. He had troubles understanding Hans' words when he stopped the plane and asked for a small wooden plank to help him jump out of the plane. Soon enough, both of them were talking again. This time, though, Eugene had to get back to work, but Hans promised him to tour around the plane later during lunchtime. Eugene was allowed to leave his bike and pass down the hangar. Unloading the only other plane in the airfield was easy. It was mainly full with newspapers in other languages and some Italian letters with a swastika symbol printed as stamp. Less than two hours later, Eugene was once again in the hangar and he saw Hans working on the engine of the plane. Eugene joined and Hans started an in-depth explanation of the engine system and the prop of the plane. Hans was a passionate aviator and the short tour became a five-hour marathon filled with technical aspects of the engine and of the surface of the plane. Lastly, Hans allowed Eugene to get into the small cockpit. Eugene became more and more excited and right when he was told to get off the plane, he found the courage to ask Hans if he could take him on a flight. Of course, the plane was a single-seated plane and Hans was the first one to mention it. Surprisingly, Hans' professionalism ended when a new challenge was presented to him. The afternoon ended with a small explanation about Hans' next flights that would take him south to Rome and Sicily. He would meet Eugene again in a month. During that month, the days became very boring. Eugene looked for the day Hans came back, as he used to dream about Christmas when he was a kid. The only day he got some sort of excitement was two weeks after their last meeting, when he saw a formation of military planes flying towards the south. Eugene's only refugee from complete boredom was his studies and a book. And it wasn't long when he started to be more aware of the political situation in his country and around Europe. Mussolini and Hitler were always mentioned, and the possibility of the war became prevalent in Italian society. After one month, on a Sunday, he came back to the airfield just to get disappointed at the sight of other planes and an empty hangar. Another month had to pass until one morning, when the airplane had a lot of movement, plenty of planes and people. Eugene was young and rather shy young man, listening around. He could hear the other t people talking about a new arrival, but did not dare to inquire further. He worked until late, and around 6 p.m. his boss told him of the last airplane arriving. Eventually, the new plane arrived. This time it was a bigger plane than usual, and his landing was weird and heavy. The plane in question was a Piaget P-23, the heaviest plane seen in this small place in Italy. The arrival caused commotion and a bit of anger among Eugene's fellow workers. Indeed, before the pilots could be seen, the door was open and everyone could see the huge amount of cargo inside the plane. It all had to be unloaded. In the next episode, Eugene and Hans reunite. News about fascism and Nazism start to arrive and Eugene managed to get his first flight with Hans.